Hello, I am John. I'm Colin. I'm Cunnilingus Maximus. <laughs> this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Bravo, Victor! Cue that theme song. <laughs> We're all dead men. Die with honor! The Emperor has been slain. Don't die. Die. You have a great name. Who is he? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. My name is Gladiator. Am I not your symbol? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Okay, let's do some talking about Gladiator. The 2000 movie that has Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott directed. Um, that not, one, five. Not, not the boxing one. Not the boxing one. No, no with uh, Cuba Pro. Gooding Jr. and that other guy, which is, I got to go back and watch that. Uh, but this is the one with Russell Crowe, Clo, uh, Russell Crowe, um, that won five Academy Awards, um, a spanning epic movie in Roman times about a general of the uh, Roman army who um, is very tight with the emperor and the emperor wants to put him in charge and take away the Republic. Um, or sorry, take away the, his, his rights as a dictator and move things more towards a republic. Uh, a democratic republic, I think, is what he more wants with senators. The Senate. Uh, and the son of the family ain't having any of that shit, wants to become Caesar, and ends up exiling Russell Crowe so that he has to work his way back up as a gladiator fighting. So I don't think anybody knew who Joaquin Phoenix was before this movie. They knew that like that was he was the brother of River, but I don't think anyone else knew anything else, right? I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really know any much about him other than he was or even how to say Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that correctly? Jacqueline? That's like probably the only uh, tough name in Hollywood that I can actually pronounce is Joaquin. So uh, this movie, when it came out, was uh, quite shocking in the sense that it was like the set pieces and the scope of this movie were quite big. Um, Russell Crowe had been in a few little things before this, but this really kind of cemented him as a leading action um, hero, I guess. And Ridley Scott's directing, uh, as always, preceded him. So um, the look and, and feel of this movie is actually really, really good. It's blue. There's some blue again. There's some more blue. Some cloudy blue. Uh, I really was, I like the, the wide shots of Rome. I love them. But the more I saw them, the, the more they look like a PlayStation 4 game. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the wide, I think a lot of movies suffer from that, that when you get some up-close integrated CG, you can, you can make that look believable as long as you have some good quality. But when you do these long, big panning shots, like we saw the same thing in Jurassic Park from far away, it doesn't look as good as some of the up-close stuff. Is this like, this was the same year as uh, Matrix, right? I think Matrix was 99. Yeah, you're right. I feel and like this is like after. a big leap in special effects, this movie now. For like trying to do stuff that's not as noticeable, I'd say yes. Like I said, the integration of, of any effects into this movie made it you believe like you were in Rome. And, and uh, the, the costumes and, um, you know, for the most part, most of the, most of the acting in this movie um, worked really well. A lot of the individuals did well with, with what they were given. I thought the actors overcame a mediocre script. I thought everybody, especially the, the secondary players, excelled. Everyone from the from uh, Commodus, or sorry, I forgot Caesar's name. Uh, Caesar and Proximo. Marcus. And, yeah, all those people were fantastic. Yeah. Did you guys think it was weird that they went? They sent a huge battalion of men to go kill his wife and son who were like far, far away? 
Yeah, they sent pre- Praetorians he? too, those guys with the purple cloaks, yeah. like the top end soldiers. So, like, go get it done. Yeah, go kill a little kid and a woman and like travel for like days on end and go do it. Like, what, what was the point of killing his family other than to make him pissed off and like want revenge? Yeah, I don't know I why think, he would. Yeah. He wouldn't know he survived, so. Yeah, and like, so on one hand, that scene where the horse rides over the little boy is, is really brutal. On the but, other hand, we. We only get to see his wife and son in one or two, like one little flashback and then two as they, they're riding up the road. I don't feel any emotional attachment to them. And when you trample over a little kid and then pick up his like fragile little body and, and crucify him, that makes no sense either. Or burn it, yeah. Like you'd, That's, he'd be dead. Like who are they sending that message to? It's almost as if they set that up knowing he was going to survive and find them again just to piss him off real bad. Like Commodus is trying to send a message, but I don't know to who. Like to those people, they wouldn't really know much of what's going on. They just be I like, love the oh. race though, where he's on the horse trying to ride all the way to Spain. Yeah, and he kills his horse doing it. Oh wait a second, is it? I guess it is in Spain, right? Yeah, okay, so let me ask you guys this: How far away? Like, and I know you guys can't tell me, but like, how long would it take him to get there? Like a week, two weeks? I, yeah, I would on say horseback, a couple of weeks, weeks and weeks. <laughs> I would say a couple of weeks. He was riding flat out, but. No, he wasn't though. He would stop and he'd have a little fire and he and he was bleeding when he was showing up at his wife's um at his home, he was still bleeding yeah, from his arm down his arm. There's only a couple of days. So he would have bled to death. On yeah, as the far way as there. I know, <laughs> Spain is a large country. From Germania. Uh yeah, and he was going from Germania. Oh, that's right. He wasn't even I didn't He wasn't even, in Rome. He wasn't in Rome. I, that was something I didn't understand the geography because he had never supposedly, according to Caesar, set foot in Rome. But yet he had some type of early relationship with Caesar's daughter. Where did they meet exactly? Yeah. I guess if the king, <laughs> I never was, thought they about king was traveling around. Well, for, what, for what reason again? I, I don't know. With his daughter? No, I don't know. Because he, he know. hung out at the battle off to the side just watching to see what would happen. Yeah. He didn't just, actually participate in anything. Yeah. And, and why the <laughs> fuck did he decide to declare uh, Republic when he was still Caesar? He could have done it, oh, I don't know, a month ago, yeah. a year ago, yeah. five years ago. He decides on his deathbed he's going to do it. Yeah. You know what? I enjoy being Caesar so much that it's not going to happen until <laughs> I fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> no. If he was so noble and, <laughs> yeah. and, and good-hearted, he could have done it at any point he, of his career he just made up his. He just made up his mind yeah, like, no, that day. That and day. I don't understand why a Spanish general had such loyalty to a Roman Caesar in the first place. Well, the other thing is um, we don't get a lot of backstory on Maximus and his rise, but you know, he, I don't know, maybe guys were young when they were reaching general by that point. And <laughs> yeah, he's maybe. just, he's quite a good combat veteran for a general of an army. And he fights along with the men, which yes, is kind of rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. But when's the last time you saw a general fighting with an army and like one of the most dangerous uh, strategic missions to the, to the battle? Yeah. A lot of the beginning of the movie made no sense to me. I feel like it starts to make more sense after they, he get, becomes a slave, but I feel like the whole beginning of the movie was very, very, um, they they just they wanted him to be like so crushed and so filled with vengeance that they like they kind of they didn't know they didn't care if it made sense they just wanted to kill his family they wanted him to cry with snot coming down his face yeah. and then pass <laughs> out and wake up wipe like the a snot on but his but if caesar foot. figured he was a broken dying, man a broken man <laughs> if caesar figured i was dying why would he like send people to go get his son and daughter why wouldn't you just i don't know cut the trip in half and go home yeah i don't you know, know. I'm, I'm having a bad fucking day and i got a cough here i'm gonna go back to rome <laughs> instead he's just like you know what i'm gonna lay around in these pillows could you call my son and daughter to come out here <laughs> yeah because <laughs> we gotta fight here yeah. we gotta i know we you're, gotta, you want grapes like the, he doesn't need to be there 
for any reason no. like that that battle in germania uh yeah those guys are holding on and we're going to wipe out the last of them but there was no doubt that the romans were going to win that battle yeah. so, the, so basically the need to be there basically uh our, our hero <laughs> is basically a bully that works for a bigger bully <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing it all for the glory of Rome. That's. um, But for what? For why though? No, that was it. Because they're in the tent later on, and (laughs) and the the, the emperor's daughter's talking to him, and he's like, "This is for the glory of Rome. Like all for the glory of Rome." I I get. I understood his motivation, but I didn't understand his motivation for his motivation. No, understand why he was. uh, so loyal to somewhere he's never been i think oh that's right yeah he'd never been there like so was he conscripted or is he just happened like so yeah none of that's explained and a lot of this movie is based on just like hail caesar like i'm loyal for the sake of being loyal because to not be loyal would be death or murder and that's not great motivation that i as an audience member can get behind so yeah and i think we should also qualify that both paul and i watched the extended version of this film yeah, I'm sorry guys not. yeah no, sorry about that i think the the original one was two and a half hours long and was still long so. yeah that was still long this one the uh extended one was over three hours and this is in oh the time God. of directors especially ridley scott was bad for this saying oh no this is the intended version that i put together yeah, yeah. it's like dude stop <laughs> just stop let that yeah let someone else edit it um, yeah, no, I, I felt like I, I never asked those questions originally. Like I forgot that they called him the Spaniard and then I was like, oh yeah, he's Spanish. <laughs> so I was like, why is he fighting for the Romans? Like, how did that work? How did, did he could meet anybody, Caesar's daughter? Yeah. If he was never in Rome. Yeah. Like Paul's right. It's, she, it's not like she's roaming the countryside and hanging out with her daddy on battles. Yeah. yeah. I so another part just that we're talking about the daughter that they make some kind of a contrived love story between Maximus and the daughter that I don't I don't buy. I don't get to see it. She's so aloof and and cocky at the start and only like starts to come around like after her dad dies and she realizes what a monster Commodus is. And I think she only... knows but once she has to start living with that and it's just everything with her and Maximus seem forced and, and near the end of the movie, they have a moment and, and make out a little bit. And it's just like, you know, do I, they make out even they did in the extended? Oh, cut. I don't remember. There's but a jail like, scene. think about that. If they if she just had she just met him once or twice and there'd been no relationship between them, she could have still gone for help with getting getting rid of her brother without there being any kind of a sexual or yeah, love relationship could, with them that was completely unnecessary because her dad would have confided in her how great maximus is and what a great man he is and probably would have said commodus is like i worry about him you have to keep an eye on him and then she would have been like after seeing what a monster commodus is like she's she the only one who could help yeah and and they could have still been like a flirting or a chemistry between them but not this not yeah history not the, of no, of this love that's that, enforced and yeah. he was married so actually it made that worse that he was so loyal to his wife yeah yet he was still like had a thing for like the the daughter it didn't it was completely unnecessary yeah or I well agree. way overwritten way overwritten my my biggest beef was the fact that we're gonna talk about arc sometime it was the fact that uh our gladiator gladiator hero never had any remorse about the type of life he had his false loyalty like he had a loyalty that was based really on nothing, but mm-hmm. he he never he never came to a realization that putting his hope in this was a lost cause. He never feels any regret for for being a, a warlord. And when he meets that German gladiator, and the guy says, "Oh, have you ever been to Germany?" and he's like, "Yep." Like that was a great opportunity for some type of conflict or some type of yeah. self realization that wow, you know, we're all the same, really. 
I get the sense that and he even doesn't Caesar, love war. Even Caesar, when they're there, says, well, you know, this is really fucking pointless. Come over here and laying waste to Germania. What was the point of it? Yeah, and, and Maximus just that. says it's for the glory of Rome. And, and he's like, what is that? And Maximus is like, just fucking point me and shoot me, man. Exactly. So he, it, it, nice to see at the end him going, you know A little what? bit more. Yeah, a little. I do get the sense that Maximus didn't love war. He wanted to go home to his kids. It, it was almost like he was doing a time served thing. Um, and yeah. that this battle was his like release. And then, so like, what was he a prisoner? Was he like, yeah, his whole mission was and to kill. He was kill, a general. Come on. His I whole think, mission was to kill everybody and then go home. Just kill every other race. Yeah, if that gets him home country. to two people and yeah. his horses, then fine. <laughs> I mean, I can understand a, a, an undying devotion to a family you haven't seen in three months, but if you haven't been home in three fucking years, I don't know where your loyalties really lie. And also, I love it when he describes his home as a simple place, and then he describes it, and it's like, that doesn't sound simple at all. It sounds amazing. Yeah. A huge pro property with trees and olives and a, a giant house. And then when you see it, and like he has plantation. horses and stuff. He has like yeah, acres like... and acres of land with a giant stone house on it. Yeah, a simple place. He, he made yeah. it sound like it was a shack in the middle of nowhere. It's it's a compound, really. There's a there's a I brook. There's a brook to the left slaves, of it. Slaves of my own. And that poplar tree is what they hung his wife and kid. Um, so like he yeah. not no longer is gonna Full love that circle. tree. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. Now that we've brought this up, I hadn't thought that deeply about it because they it's had to bad. kill his wife and kid to give him the motivation. That's the movie's point. But in in if you think about it, like why the hell? The people in Spain would be like, "Oh, they killed that farm. They killed those people. One thing over. They yeah. could have sent oh, those, one. They can kill anyone. How did the can't Praetorian they? Yeah. even know where he lives? I don't. They, <laughs> could they have, got his address from the Rolodex. They could have sent. They could have sent <laughs> one shitty soldier to go chop his wife and kids' head off, or two and, or three. They sent the whole fucking army of the best soldiers. What I, I don't his know. His slaves what, might be armed. What do you guys call those soldiers? Paul said it. Praetorians. So, like, what is that? That's like they're royal. like Caesar's. It's like the emperor's royal guard body. from Star Wars, and that's it? their job. The yeah. ones that are dressed in red yeah. that just work for the emperor, those that would be Praetorians. So, and that's their jobs to go kill his wife and kid? Yeah. No, those would be stormtrooper jobs. <laughs> oh, that's what I think, yeah. It'd just be a bunch of ragged barbarian at best, guys. Like at best, Conscriptions, like, yeah. we're forcing you to do this, but we'll pay you 10 gold. It's like, oh, they're dead. You call some fucking well, Guido up and say, yeah, yeah, put a hit out on them. <laughs> you don't send your best people. It's true. It's true. Yeah, speaking so of weird. Guidos, I know Robin Williams many years ago said, why are Romans in movies always portrayed by by British people. Why are they never played by Italians? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. I like, never I thought of talking that. with their hands and stuff. It's true. It's true. Oh, that I never even never even considered that. Everyone in there is like English. Um right. our American fake, fake our, English accents. Our American. So I, I do want to get to this because like all of the ro stuff that happens in Rome is like really boring, really overly political to the point of I don't give a shit. Um, it's funny because all the Senate stuff, all the senators, like the they're incest, so pompous. All and, the incest. Yeah, like. Well, I was watching. I'm like, huh, a movie that I was misled by the title because the first hour is just a bunch of long-winded talking talk about the Senate. It's like I'm watching The Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's exactly the point. That's I wanted uh, to draw that I exact parallel. In between every fight scene is fucking political nonsense and posturing. And then it's all made worse by the fact that Commodus as the bad guy in the movie is not like a super warlord or evil. Per He's just a petulant child who want, I want it me like even to, th there's a weird scene when, uh, before he kills the emperor Commodus does and, uh, Maximus is standing there and watches Commodus fight in the woods with a bunch of guys and they're using real swords and it, but it's this scripted, 
scene. And, and I don't know if the point was to show that he is a decent sword fighter or if that he is so cocksure or whatever, pompous and rich, that he pays people to have fake fights with that's all very scripted. I think it's both, but... Um, but anyway, it, but that, that just makes Commodus as a bad guy weak, no matter what he does for the rest of the movie, because he's basically, he's this petulant child who wanted something and was going to be mad by not having it. And then he kills his dad to get it, which, yeah, is an evil thing to do. And then he's just so set on sleeping with his sister and getting what he wants. It's like main goal. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> he doesn't, he's not doing it for glory or for anything else. It's, it, it's weird. It makes him a, a really weak bad guy. And I don't even feel that, like even when he's going to fight Maximus at the end, he's got to like stab him just to get the upper leg. And he's like, I can't kill him and make him a martyr. Me, everyone's against me. I just, I don't like, I, I know he was, Joaquin Phoenix got a lot of great feedback for that role, but um, looking back on it now, I'm like, eh. What Caesar would go down to the, the Colosseum and fight someone? Exactly. He would just have him killed behind the scenes and risk him becoming a martyr just to get fucking rid of him. But the way, like, it's like he's only presented with minimal opportunities and it's always in front of a crowd. And I'm I like, had a, I had a question for you because uh, our gladiator hero ends up fighting the only guy to survive, the over, only long standing yeah. gladiator. That was, they made such a big deal out of it. But yeah. wasn't that Proximo? I think they Proximo said, said wasn't oh, he? Proximo, I think Proximo he was had, undefeated, and and Marcus Aurelius granted him his freedom. Yeah, gave him a, white, a wooden sword. Yeah, you know that's right. Yeah. So how how was this guy later the only one that maybe had he's never... more recent? I don't know. He's the only guy <laughs> who stayed in shape. That actor oh. who has been a henchman in so many movies. Um, yeah. So that yeah, great point. I feel like the performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Um, was good but felt be with the music and everything and a lot of the time it felt very over the top and yeah i, I, th it's I don't not think it's not his fault it's it was... not yeah it's not his acting it's the character that to well, me is like really weak and, and took away from it um to the point of almost being laughable and i don't care like let's just you do want to see commodus get killed and they give you oh, that definitely. at the end but it, it's it's not for the reasons that he's a smart scheming bad guy who's always a step ahead he's just like even though he does get a plan uh scheming with one of those other senators on then you know there's this fish that takes little bites and it stays still and he's like so we we'll let our enemies come to us it's like fucking hurry up and die <laughs> there is way too many scenes between him and his sister yeah the senators and the sister and the son and i know you guys saw the extended version but even in the two and a half hour version there's still yeah, way too much too of much that. of that you're like, oh, we get it you're a bad I, guy. I wanted to fast forward a lot of that i did i did do some research on the actual communist and he he did fight um i don't know if it was in the coliseum but he fought people with wooden swords hmm. so they would give he would give them a wooden sword and he'd have a real sword and he would <laughs> kill them and everyone would and everyone hated him, and someone ended up drowning him in a bathtub. That's interesting. Yeah. Sounds like so, it was <laughs> so he did. Yeah. He was. Someone tried to poison him. He vomited up the poison. Then, then they went. They went after him when he was in the bath and strangled him. So, like, he was a real dick. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> now we've gone this long about talking about many characters um, and and Maximus himself a little bit. Um, how about his buddy, um, the uh, African guy? The African guy. Digimon. Digimon, yeah. That guy um, became a big actor after this movie. They, he was really... I think he might have been nominated for something for this, was he not? But he definitely... I don't know if he became a big actor because if you look at the movies he's been in, like Push um, or... Well, maybe not big, but he'd be... Blood yeah. Diamond and all that. Guardians um, of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians. He was in that as a small kind of bit Oh, part. I forgot he was in Guardians. Yeah, but... Holy um, crap. Now I remember. His character is fine, actually. <laughs> I don't have a lot of he's negative things a, to say. He's a non-event. Doesn't stand out. Yeah. He's John's, there to, like, John's like, he's okay. Yeah. 
He's I the like guy who has guy. to live by the end of or it. Or the, the German Arnold equivalent. He's a different character because he's like so unlikable through the most part. And then after Maximus saves his life, then he starts to come around. Then they start to become friends. But they're more like the Brotherhood of War rather than right. friends where like he was with... Uh, I can't Over, even remember. Overlooked that he was a general that ran across his country kind and of, killed yeah. all his country. Yeah. What was the guy? Was generous of him. What was the guy with the the Joker scars on his face? His assistant or whatever. Oh, Why yeah. did the guy have the Joker scars? Oh, he has know. that in real life. Yeah. Oh, I thought that they did that was makeup. No, he's he no. was in Braveheart too, um, with the same scars, and he's been in a few other things since. Actually, he's in the game, which I just watched. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think it's he's called the cab uh, to us. It's called Glasgow Smile. Where someone jumps you and cuts you up. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes. Mm, shitty. Well, I just thought that that was for the movie. I didn't realize it was real. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of a <clears throat> non-essential character. Well, let's talk I don't about... Know. <laughs> we're talking about all negative things. Yeah, I, we are. I will say that the fight scenes in this movie are fantastic at times. Yeah. The this, opening scene especially is, is yeah. quite good. I, my complaint with them, and I don't disagree with you, but they never established the environment. There were some of the battle was too close, and you never knew what was happening from what direction. Yeah. Especially with the uh, the chariots, it was like I had no sense of space. Oh yeah. That, but what was going? That's on. the one battle scene that I ended up questioning because um, they're knocking some chariots over and they're taking other chariots out, but you never got a clear idea of how many chariots there were, where they were in the where space, they were because where the tigers like, were. There's a crashed one that they set up as a barricade, but then there's another chariot that seems to go around a few times before running into it, and there's some also. Of that timing was weird there's also two chariots that you didn't know were there still you yeah. thought they took out all the chariots and all of a sudden he like points and then there's two more it's like where did those did those just come out yeah despite my complaints with that scene i still believe it's com really far far and away superior over uh, attack of the clones gladiator oh god scene. yeah Oh, oh yeah, and the music and stuff, and and like, the it, and, and it's the really editing. about how Maximus takes control of the group of guys and pushes them like as a team together as one and all that kind of shit. Um, when they go to diamond formation to knock over that first chariot, like all that shit is good. And then they Maximus has the sword on the horse, and that's all. Like that always gets me charged up. Yeah, yeah, the, me too. That I, scene worked for me quite well, actually. I, I, despite not 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 necessarily knowing kind of where you were. But yeah, I did get that, but maybe. And, and I don't want to give the director too much credit because sometimes I'm not a fan of him, but maybe he did it on purpose so you felt like you were in the battle. I don't know. That, that's, that's not fair. a bad point. That's not a bad point. But I that scene did, like you said, charge me up. The music when he, he gets the horse and they throw him his sword and he's charges in. Ah, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff still really worked. Yeah, and the opening battle scene is really great. Um, a little point that people might not know is that um, they have the dog kind of prominently featured in the opening. Yeah, when he jumps through the screen. The, blue the screen. Yeah, the Romans actually did use dogs, though, to uh, find the way through fire. Um, they knew they were going to be lighting that forest up and the dog could lead them the safe route through the fire. So well, the dog would know the way because there's a German shepherd and they were in uh, Germania. Ah, uh, uh. uh, well, no, but that that always looked like a screen, surprisingly, where the dog jumps through. Mm. It, it, it always looked that way. It yeah. never looked good. No. That was the only problem it's, with it's the not, beginning. Yeah, not, not how... It but then the, the close-up fight, close fight at the end is good and it's really brutal and, and, and visceral. It gets everything across that it should for a, a battle in those kind of close quarters in a forest. And then a lot of the gladiator scenes are, are good. Um, brutal. Bloody. Yeah. Really. Like the, it, was, it was interesting because the first scene in Germania where they fought, there wasn't a lot of blood. 
there was a lot of mud and it was dirty and gritty and it was good. But then the, all of the gladiator stuff was decapitations and blood and yeah. arms being lobbed off. So it got like gorier as it went along. Yeah. And I think it, it did a good job of pushing um, how sophisticated those gladiator uh, arenas were in the underbelly, which they've kind of discovered as they unearthed more of the Colosseum, uh, that there were, there were indeed like... Can, um, lifts that would bring things up brilliant yeah. and even back for then the design of that is is like quite yeah, a spectacle and, yeah. and all the guys underground and um you know they do kind of show um in the early fights when he's in one of the surrounding cities doing the gladiator fights and you got brand new recruits who are pissing themselves and um i um i especially love the when they let maximus out on his own to fight the five guys and he just absolutely slaughters them and that's like an awesome scene and then by the time they get into rome into the Colosseum, all of the gladiators there are actually kind of proud to be fighting i'd say to With an extent Spaniard. no one's pissing their pants they were running away they're like we're here and we're gonna fucking do this and i'm at least gonna fight to give myself a chance remind um, me again how we got to north africa because he was north africa wasn't that where he was first a gladiator? Oh, I, I don't know where that was. Oh, it, did it say the words? It might have been on the bottom of the screen or something. It might have been. It was in like the desert and stuff. Oh yeah, elephants. Th but though they could have been shipping those over from Africa to Italy, that would have kind of made sense. But it wouldn't have been a big stretch to go the other way. I mean, that's where they got um, his African buddy. I'm I'm sure they and dragged they, him along on a, like a stretcher or something, didn't they? And for a while, and then they like healed yeah. his wounds and maybe it was either to the south southern southern italy or maybe they i didn't if they had showed them taking a boat or something then i would have thought it might have been north africa but uh, i might I, be wrong maybe here. i'm wrong i thought it was north africa but it doesn't matter you I, uh, sold me queer giraffes i uh, <laughs> yeah i uh, just remember that they used to also have uh boat battles in the in the Colosseum. So they used to flood they that used to flood it yeah which is, again, i heard that impressive really interesting. factor in that they had elevators on the floor and at some point you could seal that area and fill it with water. That's really impressive. What are you saying? You're saying they would have boat battles in yeah. the Coliseum? Yeah. Yeah. They would they would they would make it a, a water tank. Yeah. I just remembered that. I don't yeah. know why. I, I didn't the, know see this movie. This possible. movie sparked so much interest in gladiators again and then like the learning channel and history channel and all those came out with documentary and 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 educational film after educational film and people really started focusing on the Colosseum and how cool it was and yeah all the different things it could do the different configurations they could bring up out of the ground and yeah indeed they could flood it and have uh I, no, not I, giant I boat battles but that. i imagine they could at least have like you know 10 or 15 man crafts going yeah that is a, that is really amazing to me actually that that's true yeah hmm. cool I would have never would have guessed. So yeah, all the fight scenes. I can't think of a single fight scene. No, they were all good. They, they got the animals involved with the lions um, coming up. Um, that was the failure, though, is that they had all that action and excitement, and then it would get so bogged down in, in these kind of pointless scenes. The where, politics. Between him and his sister, where he... There are so many scenes where they were the scenes were just about how he wanted to sleep with her, and she didn't want to sleep with him. And you only needed one of those scenes, to, yeah. and that was yeah. that was it. There's that once that's established, and you understand how creepy it is, and that's his end game with her. Then you he does just it from move the start. On. Just, from the first time they're in the carriage, he's like a little inappropriate, and yeah. she's like, "What?" But you just need the one in Rome yeah. where he like really lets her know that he wants. I think he says to her that she's going to give him a pure blood heir. Yeah. She's gonna. Me too, Caesar. You know yeah. what? If you would have if you would have downplayed it like in the uh, what is what did you call it when they were traveling the what? carriage? Oh yeah. If you would have yeah. downplayed it the whole time, like in the carriage, and then when he gets pissed off, 
and tells her she's going to give him a blood heir, that would have been much better yeah. than, than having him like openly Obviously do it the creep whole on her. Yeah, he could he could have been that. more subtle. Let's not discount the fact that that type of behavior was, behavior was common. pretty common yeah. among royalty. So that's that's freaky for us, but maybe back in the times that would have been like, oh, he's banging his sister, right? Yeah, pure blood heir. That's what Rome needs, right? They could have been all good with that, but it's it's still creepy to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, it would have been way more interesting having him say it out loud if they wouldn't have been so blatant. Tis true. Tis yeah. true. Um, so yeah, so set pieces, everything like that good. Directing, I think the directing was fairly competent for this whole movie. Scott I mean, knows how to... He, he knows how to do it. Yeah. Uh, he's got it, some experience behind him. The writing, if there's any flaw in the script, it's definitely the writing. The yeah. acting was fine. The music was good. Like Russell Crowe won the best actor Oscar for this movie. Yeah, I don't know if he deserved that. Again, I would say it's the character that has flaws, not necessarily his acting. He he carries it really well. He delivers the lines, um, the action. He's like completely. He's great. Um, I don't know. He he's sad. He's like crying and snot snot on his left foot. Yeah. He does um, a better job than the character was written. Yeah, it's I a think pretty flat, poorly written character, and he excelled and probably elevated it. Yeah, I he agree. brings he brings it out. Yeah, he, but I mean, the, there's no questioning him as an actor. Once again, like I just don't think he deserved. Probably, I don't know what came out that year, but I would imagine that him getting best uh, actor was probably a scandal at the time. I don't know. It like with a movie this big that that you know kind of worked as well as it did. I think I remember though some people writing articles saying how did he win best actor over all these other actors for that action movie? But maybe yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to look and see what that year had in it. But. but I think he, like like I said, I think he acted the shit out of it to, to get that array of emotions and everything. It's just unfortunate that it was Gladiator. kind of poorly written. That was Gladiator. Yeah, no, I mean, poorly written. So, he, like, bad character, but but he was good actor. So, I don't know. I, I don't know at what angle they look at it. Does the movie have to be amazing for someone to win a best actor or best supporting actor or actress uh, nod? I don't know. Most, most Oscar winners don't deserve it, though. Let's Probably. be honest. How like many times have we talked don't. about that in the past? That just you look back in hindsight and go, "God, that was a huge mistake." Did yeah. this win Best Picture as well, guys? It did, yeah. Best Picture, yeah. yeah. See, now. and then it did have Best Sound and Best uh, Visual and Best Costumes. I think, which I think, yes, absolutely, because Paul's it talked about great. this in the past. Sound design. I thought the sound design was really good in this movie. Yeah, I've when I used to have a huge surround sound system, I used to love blaring this movie and sitting in the surround sound because the battle scenes were just like crazy good. You know, I thought they did a better job cutting around and digitally replacing Proximo after he died. Oh yeah, than they did with the actual some of the special effects. Yeah. And Proximo, both Proximo and all of um, all of uh, Maximus's buddies, I guess, by the end of the movie, pretty much give up their lives willingly for him to escape, uh, and to no end. It doesn't even work. So I forgot about that needless kind of sacrifice uh, across the board. So that's kind of a, I guess, it's an unfortunate end. But I don't know. Whenever a movie has someone who throws their life away for someone else so so quickly, that always makes me question. I think you know just whatever's popping into my mind um what was the alien remake movie where they went to the other planet the recent one starts with a p prometheus prometheus yeah <laughs> at the end of prometheus uh, it's a horrible movie at the end of prometheus the captain's like i'll fly the plane and his two mates are like oh we're going with you to die we know we're gonna die. we're going i'm like why 
If one guy can fly the plane and do the job, then why the three of you killing yourselves for this? It makes no sense. So not that this is quite to that level. They all had a bond with Maximus and maybe they it's were not thinking. not Last Jedi. But like those, those, um, those other gladiators weren't like all like rah, rah, freedom. Like I know what was confusing to me though, and someone that I was watching with pointed it out. They, they all, they all, they all defended the, their little prisoner or whatever while he escaped. But then at the end of the movie, when Maximus says, free the prisoners. Yeah. First of all, why are they freeing those <laughs> slaves? I don't understand. And why is he ordering to do that? And secondly, when they come out, there's a crap load of them. Didn't they all get killed when he was escaping? Are most of some, them? Some are all. Like the big tall guy did, but like there's like 15, 20, 30 people standing there. Yeah. I think they brought in so many. And that was the thing was Proximo had a stable of gladiators. <laughs> Fighters, yeah. And they had different... Different Let's Proximos. Call them Vince McMahons. Yeah. They went to different guys that had groups of gladiators. Yeah. Uh, and some of those gladiators were like convicted murderers and other folks. Yeah. So. Why did they get free? Yeah. Though? Where were the Christians, by the way? Yeah. There were no Christians there. Come on. <laughs> why were, but why were they freed? Where was Jesus? <laughs> why, 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 why did he just start spouting orders and that, that Roman guy just start listening to him? Like, he was like, free those slaves. And then he was like, oh, free the slaves, free the slaves. What? Yeah. Free the slaves. Yeah. <laughs> don't they, isn't that how they make all their money on slaves? I don't. Yeah, I don't think slavery on? stopped after that. No, um, did he, yeah, did maybe he end just the slavery in Rome? Were, There's no, no gladiary slavery yeah. any longer? I don't, I don't know. It was weird. That was a weird Like addition. the whole point was to like get rid of the dictator and put in empower the senate that was it not like free the slaves and all this other shit which would take time to do you can't you can't just you know put that genie back in the bottle <laughs> <laughs> slavery is over Ugh, i'm dead okay what did he say now he said he said senate empower what the did senate. you guys think of the I've, i wanted to ask you guys what you thought of this because i i once again embarrassed uh what did you guys think of the symbolism with the gate and the and the hand on the wheat and the music and the floatingness the floaty feel and he's going to heaven and heaven is his host behind a stone yeah, wall and he gets to see his wife and his kid and again. his child again what did you guys think of that was that heavy-handed and cheesy and schlicky i, I want to yes. use a i want to use a paulism and say oh. ham-fisted oh ham-fisted <laughs> it, it was over the top and cheesy and i think i got diabetes watching it but <laughs> i have to admit that it fucking worked on me oh really it, it manipulated me and at the very end where they're they're doing it and he's dead i i I got a tear in my eye. I won't lie to you. You know, I, oh I love at the start the imagery when he's walking you know through the hay fields. <laughs> at the start when he's like putting his hand over the hay in the hay fields, but like even though he's like 10 feet away from like a muddy battle scene. So I don't know if that's quite good, but he's putting his hand over the hay. That just to me is saying he's he's thinking about his former life as a farmer and, and a simple man. That was enough. I, I didn't need it again. Uh, at the end, that's why I felt it was kind of shoved in. But I mean, like, I don't need any reinforcement of how noble he is. Um, so he could have just he could have just passed. And but, I feel like and also it did not make me feel anything. Like Braveheart, he didn't really change that much. He was loyal to Rome at the beginning of the movie. He wanted to go home, but he was asked to do something. He agreed to do it for Rome. Then pretty much did everything for Rome to till the end of the movie, didn't he? Not. I mean, he, he gave up. At one point, scratched off his Roman, uh, his, his, tattoo his tattoo or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like, I guess he just really wanted to kill. It became a revenge story. It was like it, they Tarantino'd it. All of a sudden, he had to get revenge on but the then, guy. But who then like he, his. yeah. But then once he got the revenge, he went back to the glory of Rome and saving Rome yeah, to do. Yeah, I think as he only got rid did. of his tattoo to hide the fact that he was. Oh, that's a good point. An army or constrictor. A soldier. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It wasn't 
Well, mm. he said, are your gods, are you Won't angry that anger at your, your gods? gods? And, and he, he smiled and... Well, he knows it will, yeah. I think it's kind of a fuck you and kind of a self-serving thing. I don't know. But like, I, did he change? Do you guys feel like he had an arc and changed? No. Or did he just his, get revenge his for his motivations wife? made no... just weren't there. Yeah. It was weak. weak I think weak. because it was weak, they gave us the dead wife and son angle to get behind him for his trip to revenge. Like he was just so dead set on it. And that's not great motivation for an epic film like this. And then you throw in the fact that Commodus was a petulant child. Um, like <laughs> I always like bringing out these little things. Like at the end, Commodus stabs him through the ribs on the side of his heart. Um, how was he going to be sure that that would only incapacitate or wound him slightly and not just kill him instantly? Oh, you got the uh, I thought he, like, I thought he punctured his lung or something. I, I didn't know what he did there. I just know he's bleeding a yeah. lot. Very well educated, I guess. Maybe we'll have Medically. to get uh, a doctor to, to comment on that kind of wound and see. And I would have totally headbutted him in the face if he got that close to me. Like I was very confused why they didn't throw that in there because he yeah. gets right up beside him. Yeah. And you know I would have busted his nose with my forehead if like I was Like they could have Maximus drugged him, or... maybe, instead of stabbing him. Drugged him a little bit. Or giving him the wooden sword, like in real history. Maybe. I guess the crowd would have hated that, though. But, and, but imagine Maximus beat him. Like, that would have been awesome. So, like, maybe you establish, like, the king does fight, like you're saying, and that would make us hate him more. Give, him, give his opponents a wooden sword as he takes him down. And then for this fight, he does the same with Maximus, but Maximus beats him. I thought that was just really interesting and like would make someone much more hated by the crowd yeah. that they gave this guy such a disadvantage and why not use that piece of history? Because the, was... crowd, the crowd doesn't necessarily hate Commodus. They just love Maximus. Yeah. And then only later on do they completely turn against Commodus. But even at the end, they're kind of cheering for the emperor going out to fight. So, yeah, they could have made him a much more hated I mean, historically, character. he was, apparently was a very, very, very hated Caesar. But yeah. you, you don't get the sense that the people understand that in the movie. Only us, the audience, really know the... the How our, evil he are is. the Senate know his... Yeah, he, that he's this bad person who's trying to get rid of the Senate and be a dictator. Yeah. Very... In, the only thing that I found was interesting watching again today in this day and age is that um, it's very reflective of things that are going on in politics and in North America right now, or actually globally with dictators and stuff like that, mm -hmm. or like, you know, the death of democracy or whatever. Other than that, like John, do you, did this movie hold up? Um, surprisingly, I have to say no. Um, when this first came out, uh, I was like 21 and just all the raging battle scenes and everything got me in the right spot. And I was like, yeah. Um, and now that I'm a little bit older and looking for a bit more substance uh, in movies, I think there's just too much about this one that, that doesn't hold up for me to, uh, to get behind it. Just the, the lack of a, a good, strong villain, um, the, the kind of poor character development and lack of arc in certain areas um, just kind of took me out of it. I'd still love the battle scenes. I would, if you just clamped together all the battle scenes and gave me that in a 35, 40 minute movie, then I'd probably give that a thumbs a up. Little, but, a little short. Yeah. And especially with the extended version that I watched and the, the additional so politics. Additional politics? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I didn't need to be convinced more of any of that shit. Uh, it kind of kind of ruined it for me. So Gladiator, unfortunately, doesn't hold up. And I wanted it to. I came in with mid mid level expectations, but no, doesn't hold up. I, the, it just it it went on too long for me. Like honestly, if you would have if you would have I saw the two hour and twenty nine minute version. If you would have made this a, a two hour movie, I would have probably given it a hold up. Yeah, Agreed. literally the yeah. twenty nine minutes added to the to the time. Like because I 
was I was like I was liking it, liking it, liking it, and then liking it less and liking it less, and like when is this over? And looking at my watch, and let's just fast forward this. That's not a movie that holds up. No. And uh, I never questioned once again all of that stuff that we talked about earlier on in the beginning of the movie, and now it it just almost seems like condescending and uh, like from the, a writing standpoint that they would they would like put that in front of me uh, and, and I was supposed to buy all of that bullshit, the motivation and, and the geography, like anybody who writes a story <laughs> that's crossing like continents and going from country to country and people are just riding on horseback with no supplies. Yeah. You he, have to he, be, you can't do well, that. So eating. That automatically assumes if he had no water, no food and was wounded, then he got there in a day and a half at most. At, and that's like three, probably, you can go three days without water, I think, but by the third day, you'd be like in super rough shape. But Germania to Spain, Paul, John, like, isn't that weeks? I, on, I, on horseback. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think I, the distance even if is it was Even big. if it was a week, he would have died with no food, no water, and bleeding as he was showing up. It was blood was pouring down his arm. Uh, yeah, I just can't. I can't. I can't do it. It doesn't hold up for me, Paul. I was, uh, I was not liking it at all. Um, and then I watched Braveheart. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I know I'm a hypocrite because a lot of the deficiencies of Gladiator, the same deficiencies in Braveheart. But after, after watching Braveheart, my instinct is to try to defend Gladiator. Uh, although it has horrendous flaws, it's way too long. There's no reason for it to be more than two hours. The character development is silly. The character relationships are silly and pointless. I want to embrace the movie because I foolishly am motivated by, uh, I don't know, I, I'm filled with sadness at that last closing scene where he's dead and he's going uh, over the wheat fields. I know it's manipulative and horrible, but it works for me for some reason. I go all rubbery when I see it. I'm really conflicted because I want to say uh, it doesn't hold up. But, but that's comparative. So you're comparing two movies Totally. I guess by itself, no, it doesn't. I, I thought uh, I thought actually these movies, Braveheart and um, Gladiator, do have a lot in common. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at them together, um, I, I think that aspects of Braveheart hold up much better than, than Gladiator because Braveheart had the more solid bad guy. Um, the scope and scale was easier to understand of where everything was happening. Like... Um, they handle the distance aspect, like he motivation, dispatches people the from motivation all behind over the, the place. The motivation, all that stuff, is way stronger uh, in Braveheart for me. Um, and Gladiator just dropped the ball on so many, so many aspects. And then you have the sprawling and the crazy poly. I don't know, just huh. fart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the exact same way, except reversed. And yeah. that's, it's, it's, I know it doesn't make any no, sense. No, like it, I agree it, with everything you just said, but it's like for whatever fucking stupid reason. The horrible shit in Gladiator works for me better than Brave. And I tried to, and I tried <laughs> There's to. There's no counting for emotions. And I, <laughs> and I, and I tried to describe that when we did the podcast for Braveheart. Like I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I do not want to to let Braveheart manipulate me in that way. I do not want to have those feelings that it brings up. But unfortunately, it did work. <laughs> and so it, it, as upsetting as it is, I. I can't help but say that I, it, it, whatever it did worked on me. It, it tricked me. I wow. don't, I don't know how it's, you know what? That's what makes movies so interesting. I think too, is Isn't that it? Yeah. there's just those things that pull on your core, that cord of you, that, that hair stands up on your back of your neck or 
are you get that feeling, that warm feeling in your face, and th th that's what's the that's the genius behind directing, editing, music. Yeah, when it all comes together, if it can give you that feeling, then who cares what anyone else says about can it? Can you imagine taking Paul? Paul just talked about the scene at the end. Can you imagine if that music wasn't there? That would not have worked. No, that I, music I is beautiful. That, no, but even the way it was shot though was really well yeah i agree with you it was the music but even the way it was shot was pretty fantastic. oh absolutely yeah. i mean it's all a collaboration i'm not yeah. saying that but yeah. what i'm saying is if you take out one element of that then it falls apart that's yeah. the that's the genius of of great filmmaking is that it's everything together so sorry i forget now because we went back and forth do you think gladiator holds up overall i'm going to say no reluctantly yeah like i i really want it to hold up but if I did, it's only because it compares to Braveheart, which right. I fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I, you know what? I think I do owe Paul an apology because I picked Braveheart. And as soon as I said Braveheart, he was very reluctant and angry. And then after Braveheart, he was also very angry. So <laughs> to be fair, so though, I, I knew I, that it was coming. That but then he, I didn't think it would be that bad. Like I had yeah. low expectations. I didn't want to watch it. But I, I was devastated how angry I was afterwards. Oh, it was wow. so much worse than I thought it would be. <laughs> so I know, and I feel responsible for putting Paul through that. So I just want to publicly that's apologize right, yeah. for making well, Paul watch Braveheart. But you should feel good because Braveheart for me made me feel good. And Gladiator actually made me feel really bad because really? I wanted to Gladiator, love it. I wanted to like it because I was like, cool, Roman battles and all that. And then I was like, politics? More politics, more Senate. I will Fuck. say, I will say that Gladiators. Um, it didn't. It, what it made me feel like was sad because I used to. The things that I still liked about it were still good, but I really regretted not liking it any longer because I, I you know how you see that movie and you get disillusioned now that you can't enjoy it anymore. Paul said this before. I like. Yeah, I can't enjoy it anymore. And it, it, it pisses me off that I can't a little bit. Yeah. Do you like it better than The Phantom Menace? Yeah, yes. Of course. Oh, of course. No. Yeah. Is that our bar? That's There's a no bar. bar. I don't know. <laughs> I just threw that out there. There's no question that it's better than The Phantom Menace. No question. Yeah. And, and, it, it's, and, and it's, it still has politics. And, and <laughs> yeah. And, once again, it's, and it's not a horrible movie, but does it hold up? No, absolutely not. It does not hold That's up. That's the way to put it. That's the way to put it. That's why we don't movie. score these things. We talk about them objectively and just give it a simple compared to what we used to think and, and the impact it had on us when it first came out for us, does it hold up? Um, so what you're saying is a thumb up or a thumb down. Ah, uh -huh. see what I did there. It's I did, yeah. Well, it's black or white. That's, I mean, it is, it's black or white. And, and that's why it's so hard. Cause some of those movies are borderline. Uh, and yeah. uh, that, I feel like that was a little borderline with that one. Yeah. Well, Cross the border. three thumbs down for gladiator. Bet you didn't think that was going to happen. Did you? Well, it did. And you can't do anything about it. <laughs> So there you go, folks. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back next time. Fart noises. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM. We're also on YouTube, and our channel is Hold Up, which is two words.